Do you really want your company to stand out in the crowded digital space? Do you want to get more people to know, like, and trust you with your story? Authentic Web Video Marketing Agency can help you to collect those stories, the stories that sell, connect the stories to the situation, produce the videos that you need in each of the situations, and then use the latest techniques, including video ads, retargeting, and email to deliver those video stories. Authentic Web is the video production and marketing agency trusted by top marketers to help their story stand out in a crowded space. Visit AuthenticWeb.media to learn more. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. another series of creating video case stories and we're talking about collecting them last time we talked over you about how to collect them but today we're asked how to ask for a testimonial and those of you that have been paying attention know this is a trick and the big trick here is we really don't want to ask for testimonials what's let's just Step back. What's the goal of getting a case story, getting a case study? You want to get more leads. You want to tell a story. You want someone to connect with your customer. You want someone, you want your prospects to remember you. You want your prospects to endear your authenticity. You want your prospects to convert more, to realize your authority. Testimonials aren't going to do it. And why is that? Because... Testimonials, first of all, when someone thinks of a testimonial, they think of just the result, right? And we all put these results on our pages. And no one connects to the result. Why should they remember the result? Unless it's for someone like them, and that was in the same situation as them. Um, and so the same situation means that they have to know the situation. They have to understand that person's story. So if it's just a testimonial, it's usually just the result, so while it shouldn't be, and testimonials could be a story, when we think testimonials, when you ask someone for that word testimonial, they immediately think, I want to say something great about this person. Because if you're asking them, most likely, you know that they're going to give you a good, uh, some good feedback, right? They're going to say great things about you. Well, when that, that happens, you know, first of all, you lose authenticity. But a lot of times, especially when you're asking for a video one, you know, people become like deer in headlights. And that's all like this. And we've all seen these videos where people are stiff. Um, you know, it, it, I always, I love this. I use this in my talks all the time. These are costumes, actually. Uh, deer in headlights costumes, which are pretty funny. Uh, I love them. Um, but the whole point of it being is when you ask someone for video testimonial, that's the look they get, that deer in the headlights look. And when you get a deer in headlights, what, what happens is 
there's a psychological disconnect when someone watches that video and they have that deer in headlights look, but they're saying great things about you because and we say, Hey, they're lying. Our brains say they're lying because their face, their body language doesn't match what they're saying. So even if they're absolutely truthful, if someone's getting a testimonial to you and they're not used to being on camera and they're trying to think of the great things that they want to say about you, they are going to portray that they're aligned. And that testimonial can actually hurt you. Because if, if, if you find out that you got a referral from someone and you find out that that person referred to you is lying, you're going to think less of both those people, right? Well, our brain, like I said, starts to think that when we see that deer in the headlights. So that's why we want to avoid one of the big reasons we want to avoid testimonials. Second, when someone, you ask someone for a testimonial, but yeah, they want to say the great things. They don't know what to say. Why do you want this testimony? What, what do you want me to talk about? I don't know what to talk about. I've been doing video testimonials, you know, and doing these interviews now for close to 10 years. Um, and I've done hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of these interviews. And everyone's always scared at first. And so that scared part, that interviewed part, they're, they're scared to be on video. Most people aren't used to being on video. They're scared they're going to say the wrong thing. They're scared they're going to mess up. They're, they're like, I'm going to be the worst ever on video. So that's part of the problem with asking for the testimonial because the people don't know. And, and you know, when you come down and if you're asking them to shoot a video testimonial on their own, they don't know what to say. Uh, you know, the, the, so that's another big problem. So when we ask for those testimonials, when we ask for reviews, people don't know what to say. So you have to ask for it in a general kind of way. Plus they're scared. So there's another thing that you want to do and not ask for testimonials. You want to ask for feedback, right? You want to ask first for feedback, really basic feedback. And this triggers one of the things called consistency. And this is an important thing for you to realize in your marketing and, and, and in your business. We want people to take small actions and trigger this thing called consistency. When people make small commitments, visual commitments, and take action. Small actions lead to bigger actions. And this this is one of the weapons of influence discussed by Robert Cialdini. And there's scientific research behind it, which it, and when she shows that they they want to get people to put these big political signs in their front yard. And they did a test where they asked people to put the big political signs in the front yard. And a certain percentage didn't. But they what they did then is went to a very similar neighborhood and First, ask people to put a little sign in their window. And the people put the little sign in the window. And then they came back to those same people and asked, hey, we put this big sign, this big political sign in their front yard. They saw something like a 30% increase in people putting the signs in their front yard. And, you know, when you talk politics, we see this a lot. People will do things that are consistent with their politics, even if that's not necessarily exactly what they want to do. We as humans are consistent in our actions that, that because we, we want to hold on to our ego. And there's a lot of science behind it in psychology. I'm not going to get deep into that. The point being is asking for feedback, using something like an MPS score, a net promoter score. Um, and if you want to see what one looks like, just put it in the comments. Say, hey, just put MPS in the comments, 
and we will send you over what a net promoter score email looks like. It's a really simple email, one through 10, um, but it's your first trigger. And that's the way you start to ask people for testimonials. That's the way you start to get them to do something, to take action. Because also you get to judge what's their response rate, what what are they going to do. So using net promoter scores is going to get you more testimonials, even though we don't want testimonials. It's going to get you more reviews. If you want those online reviews, it's going to open up the door to case studies. And that's how you start to ask. And then once you get that response back, once you've asked for that feedback, whether it's good or not, you ask people to tell their story. And you say, hey, can we talk a little bit about that? And you get them to talk about the response, and you can record that. And you say, hey, this is great. How, would you mind talking, saying that same stuff on video? Now they know what they're going to say, right? Now they've taken action. Now they're going to say, like, sure, that was easy. Um, that's one of the things I love when someone's done doing a case study with us, a video case study. It's one of our clients' clients. They're like, man, that was really easy. You made this really easy. And simple because, you know, we know the questions to ask. We know how to make them feel good about themselves. Um, but we also get them to talk about themselves and tell the story of their experience. And then that's what you want, right? We want people, because if we want someone to connect to see themselves in that story, we want the person telling the story to give as much of their experience as possible. Tell as much about who they are and what they felt. Because the more of that we see, the more empathy the viewer's going to have, the more they're going to place themselves into that video situation. And you're going to create a very powerful video. So by doing this, you know, stop asking for testimonials and start asking for just feedback and do it stage by stage by stage. And also, an important part is timing. You want to be consistently doing this. The best time is not necessarily at the end of your project. While that's a really good time for a success, you want to be doing it throughout your project with them. So you can gauge feedback, so you can tell a longer story. Because the people that we are when we start your project, you know, if you're doing a great service, that person's life is changing throughout the project, right? There be, you know, if, if you're making courses like Carrie, or you're, you know, you're um, making websites, or you're doing Facebook marketing, or you're doing any type of marketing, or if you're a doctor, or dentist, a lawyer, you're helping someone all in the way. And while that might not be finished right then, that part of their story, their life is changing throughout it, right? Because they're going through this experience. So more of that experience you can document, the better your case stories are going to be and the better your service is going to be. So you should be asking throughout the entire process. But I guarantee you, if you get in the habit of doing this and if you get in the habit of asking for the stories, um, it'll become easier and easier. You know, I, I, yesterday there's a great episode coming out of the garlic marketing show. And I just had Elliot uh, Wagenheim on and he's starting a podcast about business stories. And he told a great few great business stories and the business stories that we don't hear a lot, the, the failures, the small failures, the, the brink of failure. And what's interesting is he got people on at the, right when that brink of failure happened, right? Because as business owners, we forget where that brink of failure feels like we have to, we have to forget because it'd be, it'd be crippling if you're like, Oh, 
I, you know, the, on the brink of failure, and you feel that all the time. So we forget it. So he got some. He gets people on on, and they do it anonymously right after this stuff happens. So those stories are gonna be fantastic, right? Because you'll be able to feel it, and you'll be able to see what the next step is. So that's what reason to do it all the time. But another thing I liked about the episode is Elliot said, you know, if you look to as website. If you listen to the Garlic Marketing Show, there'll be a link in there uh, to, to Elliot's website. But if you look at his business law website, he uses stories so well. But he talks about how hard it was to ask for stories. And a lot of us, if we provide great service, we care about at helping people. I love to help people, but it's hard for us to ask for help. It's hard for us to ask our clients to then talk about it. I hate, hate being in there when people are talking about us. And positively, because it's just, I don't know why it makes me feel awkward or weird. Um, I don't do the interviews myself, but the point being is that he also felt that same way. And it's funny. He tells the story of, of asking a client to do one of these stories. And he's like, it gets them on the phone and hems and haws and hems and haws. And finally like, will you tell your story on our website? And the guy's like, I thought you were going to ask me for a ton of money or my first child or tell me some horrible news. Of course I'll do it. But because Elliot was in the habit of doing it, and also he was going for the kill right away. He went for the big kill. Like, I want to feature on my website instead of going stage by stage. Hey, how was that? Oh, it was good. Can you tell me that story? Let's talk about that story. Oh, can I feature that on the website? Stage by stage, step by step. And it made it a, a lot easier. It would have made it a lot easier for Elliot. Plus, the more these, it, when you make it easy, you collect more stories. The more stories you have, you develop an arsenal of stories. So you you need to be developing stories. So you need to have more systems on how to ask for these stories. I've said before, I've said again, get the nine systems for uh, developing an arsenal of stories. Uh, we'll put a link to it or just message us uh, about this, the systems. If you start constantly looking for the stories, you're going to start constantly finding them. It'll become easier and easier and easier. And it'll make it easier for you to talk about stories. It'll be make it easier for you to have them on the fly. And it'll be make it easier for you to create incredible videos. And when you find that awesome story, you know, which we can definitely help you with that authentic web, um, you know, collecting those stories, we can definitely help you with that. But when you find that awesome story, you make it into a big, big video, and you make it into a feature video, and you put it out there and you use it over and over and over again. Because I'll tell you, you know, our clients that have video case stories, you know, I, I showed Jaguar Doctor last time, that, but that's five, six years old. Been viewed a thousand times there, a few thousand times on Facebook. Over the years, how much money has that made? Of all the things that can make you a lot of money, your customer stories will have the longevity will work over and over again, and you can do it multiple versions, multiple times, in multiple formats, and use them over and over again. So keep collecting them, keep asking for them in that system that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. And please, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you like these videos, please let us know in the comments down below. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, but thanks again for watching, and we'll be doing these Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1.30 Eastern time. So um, if there's any specific case story questions, testimonial questions, video questions that you have, let me know, and I'll try and address them on these Facebook Lives. Thanks a lot for watching, and I'll talk to you soon.
That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.